The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Although you might not know this, age-related disease and health decline can start in our 60s, our 50s, our 40s, even our 30s. What you don't know can harm you. But with the right knowledge about your health and your body, these age-related issues can be prevented or even reversed. You'll get that knowledge today on Healthy Aging with Dr. Denise Bogard. Dr. Bogard and her guests will answer your questions about your health. We want you to age gracefully. Now, here is Dr. Denise Bogard. Good morning. This morning, we're going to talk about hormone replacement in both menopause and andropause. During this session, we're going to address hormone replacement in both men and women. To begin with, I'll explain the definition of hormones and then explain the difference between natural hormone replacement and conventional or synthetic hormone replacement. Hormones are chemicals made by various glands in our body. These hormones then go to various areas in our body to regulate many types of function such as temperature, reproduction, growth, aging, the immune system, and many, many more functions in our body. Hormones decline as a person ages, and this decline was always thought to be a normal process. As science is unraveling the aging code and looking at hormone actions, it has become evident that keeping hormones at an optimal level prevents many age-related diseases. Preserving the neurological system, cardiovascular system, and musculoskeletal systems. The clinically proven benefits of natural hormone replacement cannot be ignored. So what is the difference between natural or bioidentical and conventional or synthetic hormone replacement? Natural hormones are pharmaceutical, bioidentical, Hormones that are derived from plants. They are identical to the hormones found in our body and therefore they provide the same physiological effects as our own hormones. Natural hormones are created to exactly match the hormones your body produces. They cannot be patented and no patent means no financial incentive. Synthetic hormones 
are chemically altered hormones like Premarin and Provera and oral contraceptives. These hormones do not match the hormones naturally made by our body. The synthetic hormones are patented by the pharmaceutical companies and therefore are much more profitable in contrast to the natural hormones, which are not. I'm going to warn you, you may run into criticism from your family doctor when you add hormone replacement. And it might be your responsibility to educate them. The biggest study that was done and often quoted is the Women's Initiative, Women's Health Initiative Study. It's called the WHI Study. This was done back in 2002. This study demonstrated an increased risk of breast cancer, heart disease, and stroke in women treated with hormones. However, these hormones were the synthetic hormones, Premarin and Provera. What is not understood in this study is it did not apply to the bioidentical hormones, which have a different molecular structure, different metabolites, different biological effects than the hormones studied in the WHI study. When this study was fully evaluated, it actually turned out that the synthetic progesterone, which is also referred to as a progestin, it's methoxyprogesterone, that increased the risk of breast cancer, stroke, and heart disease. And I'll get into this a little bit further when I talk about progesterone. So the bioidentical hormones are made by compounding pharmacies. They're customized in the right form, the right dose uh, for precise measuring. The bioidentical hormones are missing the usual chemical dyes, flavorings, fillers, and preservatives that may cause allergic or sensitivity reactions in some people. They can also adjust the dose to fit each person's unique physiology. Again, these hormone preparations are not patentable and they're not produced on a mass level. But compounding pharmacies produce high-quality, individualized, bioidentical hormone preparations without having to worry about the mass production problems. The materials used by compounding pharmacies are the same pure-grade, high-quality chemicals. They're subject to FDA inspection and the agency's Good Manufacturing Procedures Code. Like all other pharmacies, every compounding pharmacy is licensed and inspected by its own state pharmacy board. So let's talk about menopause and the primary 
sex hormones used to treat women in menopause as they to treat in menopause as they are approaching menopause. The normal age to go through menopause ranges from 35 to 55. Therefore, a woman may live one half of her life without a menstrual cycle. Symptoms of menopause include hot flashes, night sweats, vaginal dryness, anxiety, mood swings, increased irritability, insomnia, depression, loss of sexual interest, hair growth on your face, painful intercourse, panic attacks, weird dreams, urinary tract infections, vaginal itching, lower back pain, bloating, increased gas and indigestion, osteoporosis, aching joints, hair loss, frequent urination, snoring, sore breasts, palpitations, varicose veins, urinary leakage, dizzy spells, panic attacks, skin feeling crawly, migraine headaches, memory lapses, and weight gain. When we replace female hormones, our goal is to balance and replace each hormone as they each have an important benefit. Our goal is to reach optimal levels and not super optimal levels. The beneficial effects are felt and we minimize the side effects by keeping the dose, dosing appropriately. appropriate. First of all, let's talk about estrogen. Estrogen has about 400 effects on the body. It protects and reduces the effects of heart disease, stroke, high cholesterol, Alzheimer's. It protects memory, it protects the brain against memory loss decreases menopausal symptoms, osteoporosis. It helps uh, prevent the urinary tract atrophy. It helps prevent skin atrophy. It helps depression, and it helps move swings. It improves insulin sensitivity. It improves your sleep. It reduces the risk of cataracts. It maintains the collagen in your skin, lowers blood pressure, helps with fine motor skills, enhances energy, improves mood, 
increases concentration, increases sexual interest, reduces homocysteine, decreases risk of colon cancer, helps prevent teeth, tooth loss, and aids in the formation of transmitters in the brain, such as serotonin, decreasing depression, irritability, anxiety, and pain sensitivity. Signs of low estrogen are a lack of energy, vaginal dryness, mental fuzziness, forgetfulness, mood swings, decreased libido, sleep disturbance, depression, stress incontinence, hot flashes, night sweats, dry and thinning skin, heart palpitations, and bone loss, such as osteoporosis. Signs of excess estrogen are breast tenderness and swelling, irregular cycles, increase in flow, mood swings, water retention, weight gain, especially around the hips, headaches, fibrocystic breasts, and uterine fibroids. Estrogen and progesterone are paired, and what I do when I explain to my patients is I draw a teeter-totter, and estrogen is on one side and progesterone is on the other. Estrogen is the gas and progesterone is the brakes. When a woman is entering early menopause, initially, initially the um, progesterone drops down and the testosterone drops down. This is usually when heavy bleeding occurs. And simply by adding progesterone, um, one can uh, alleviate one can um, take care of those symptoms. Progesterone itself is many times thought to be only needed when a woman has a uterus. But as I explain, you'll see that progesterone has a lot of other benefits uh, besides protecting your uterus against cancer. <clears throat> Again, I want to emphasize that we use natural progesterone and not synthetic progesterone. The synthetic is referred to as progestins. Uh, natural progesterone helps balance sleep. It helps balance the estrogen. It's a natural calming agent. It lowers blood pressure, lowers cholesterol, protects against breast cancer, increases scalp hair, increases metabolic rate. It's a natural diuretic. It's a natural antidepressant. It's an anti-inflammatory. It stimulates the production of new bone. It enhances the action of thyroid hormones. It improves your libido. It improves the immune system and protects the brain. 
Synthetic progesterone, on the other hand, increases your appetite. It causes weight gain, fluid retention, increased irritability, depression, headaches, decreased energy, breast tenderness. It decreases sexual interest. It increases acne, hair loss, nausea, insomnia. It interferes with the body's own production of progesterone. It does not balance the estrogen. It remains in the body longer. It can cause spasm of the coronary arteries. It stops the protective effect of estrogen on the heart. It increases cholesterol and counteracts the positive effects of estrogen on serotonin. Signs of progesterone deficiency are a lack of energy and motivation, mental fuzziness, forgetfulness, uterine tightness or cramps, irregular period, heavy flow, bad PMS, decreased libido, stress urinary incontinence, vaginal dryness, sleep disturbance, a shift towards pessimism, increased irritability and anxiety, depression, headaches, possibly migraines, and long-term history of miscarriages. High progesterone presents as lethargy, drowsiness, and depression. Next, we'll talk briefly about testosterone in women. Testosterone is important in women as it is in men. Testosterone in women is only about 10% of the, man, the amount found in men. However, that 10% is very essential to women's health and well-being. It increases sexual interest, increases emotional well-being, It increases muscle mass and strength. It helps maintain memory. It helps skin from sagging. It decreases excess body fat, helps maintain bone strength, and and elevates norepinephrine in the brain. In combination, estrogen and testosterone's beneficial effects on the cardiovascular system such as lowering lipids, decreasing atherosclerosis, and dilating coronary arteries. Low testosterone presents with mental fuzziness, forgetfulness, lack of energy, decreased libido, vaginal dryness, sleep disturbances, depression, stress incontinence, Decreased muscle mass, dry and thinning skin, aches and pains, bone loss. Excess testosterone presents with oily skin and acne and facial growth. When we get back, we'll continue our discussion on hormone replacement and and talk about DHEA, and then we'll start to talk about testosterone replacement in men, as well as discussing the um, 
various methods of delivery in hormone replacement. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Tune in every Tuesday for C. diff, spores, and more with hosts Nancy Kerala and Dr. Chandra Bali Ghosh. Our program is to provide information about C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and more. Nancy is a C. diff survivor, healthcare professional, and the founder and executive director of the C. diff Foundation. And Dr. Ghosh is the chairperson of research and development for the C. diff Foundation. Together with their guests, we'll explore infection prevention, treatments, environmental safety, and more. Listen every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Health & Wellness. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Healthy Aging with Dr. Denise Bogard. To reach the program today, please call us at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to bogardhealth at gmail.com. And now, back to Healthy Aging. Good morning. We are returning this morning talking about hormone replacement in both menopause and andropause. On the first segment of the show, um, I talked about replacing with, ident- with bioidentical uh, and, or natural hormones versus synthetic or conventional hormones and explained the difference between the two. I talked about estrogen and how important it is to have estrogen what a lot what has happened since the WHI study a lot of uh, physicians have stopped the use of estrogen and that has increased the risk of heart disease breast cancer alzheimers and osteoporosis i always tell my patients estrogen protects your heart your brain your bones your blood vessels and your skin And at the end of the show, I will do a very um, brief segment on breast cancer because that's always um, one of the big questions that my patients ask me is whether estrogen would increase your risk of breast cancer or not. Again, progesterone is very important, and it's the natural progesterone, not the synthetic progesterone, that's important. The synthetic progesterone is what's in Provera, and it's also in oral contraceptives. That synthetic progesterone is the one that gives you the weight gain, the risk of blood clots, and uh, lots of detrimental effects on your body. Natural progesterone is a natural uh, antidepressant, and it's a mood stabilizer. I dose my progesterone at night, and um, patients can really 
really get a good night's sleep. Having taken the progesterone uh, in the evening, it really um, augments the sleep process. And then we got into testosterone. And testosterone is important in women as it is in men. Again, testosterone is only about 10% of the amount in women that it is in men. And men, as I will get into a little bit later, actually need estrogen. So they've got the majority of their hormone is testosterone, but they need a little estrogen for beneficial effects to protect their brain and their bones. Next, we're going to talk about DHEA. DHEA is also a hormone. When I was Studying my hormones earlier in medical school, it was always thought that DHEA was a pro-hormone. That is, it in the hormone pathway breaks down to testosterone but did not have any beneficial effects itself. As we have come to realize, DHEA is a very important hormone itself. It's made by the adrenal glands, and a small amount is also made in the brain and the skin. DHEA production declines with age starting in the late 20s. By the age of 70, the body will only make about 25% of the DHEA it made earlier. DHEA decreases cholesterol, prevents blood clots, increases bone growth, promotes weight loss, increases brain function, increases lean body mass, increases your sense of well-being, helps one deal with stress, Supports the immune system, helps the body repair itself, and maintains tissues. It decreases allergic reactions and lowers triglycerides. Replacement with DHEA increases muscle strength and lean body mass. It improves the quality of life. It improves sleep. It increases the feeling of wellness. It decreases joint soreness. It increases sensitivity of insulin. It stops the damaging effects of stress. And it elevates growth hormone. Women are more sensitive to the effects of DHEA and need less DHEA than men. Low DHEA presents with fatigue and immune deficiency. You get sick often. You can have allergy symptoms and also low blood sugar. High DHEA presents with acne and oily skin. I, when I explain my hormone replacement to my patients, again, I draw another teeter-totter with DHEA and cortisol. 
on one side is DHEA and the other side is cortisol. DHEA balances cortisol. Therefore, when you're under a lot of stress and your cortisol levels are up, you need a higher level of DHEA to balance your cortisol. So what about men? Well, let's talk about testosterone. Testosterone is the major hormone uh, associated with uh, men and, and andropause. Low testosterone is incredibly common. Testosterone levels decline as we age. It begins around 35 years of age. On the average, males you lose 5% of testosterone replacement per year. By the time a man is 70 years old, there is a 50% chance that his testosterone levels will be lower than the lowest values seen for men in their 20s. In men who have diabetes, obesity, hypertension, or lung disease, the risk of having low testosterone approaches one in three for men at the age of 40 and above. Men entering andropause frequently complain of having lost their zest for life. They complain of increased fatigue, decreased libido, and a decline in their performance. They find that their erections are not as frequent. Sex is not as exciting. Ejaculation is not as powerful. And the stamina and endurance they once experienced has diminished. Testosterone can be very helpful for these symptoms. But the most important benefits of testosterone is the feeling of being recharged again. Feeling more focused, more vigorous, more masculine, more alive. Low testosterone increases the risk of diabetes, atherosclerosis, osteoporosis, low sex drive, low energy, decreased mental clarity, Alzheimer's, difficulty focusing, memory loss, mood swings, irritability, anxiety, depression, sleep disturbances, erectile dysfunction, decreased muscle mass, loss of motivation, loss of overall sense of well-being, and the description of just losing one's mojo. 
often when people seek help from their primary practitioners, they're band-aided with antidepressants, sleeping pills, anti-anxiety pills, and a host of other medications. These drugs have side effects such as weight gain, feeling like a zombie, dependence on the medication for sleep, decreased sex drive, and so forth. Testosterone replacement in a man increases his libido, reduces erectile dysfunction, improves muscle mass, reduces fat, builds bone by up to 8.3% per year, prevents and reverses osteopenia and osteoporosis, improves lipids, protects the body against heart attacks and coronary artery disease, improves a man's sense of well-being, maintains strength and energy, protects the brain against the protein deposits that leads to Alzheimer's. What about the middle-aged belly fat? Well, low testosterone increases cortisol and insulin levels, which increase the risk, increases the fat and also increases the risk of type 2 diabetes. Many times what we'll find is that a man's estrogen level is actually elevated when they have belly fat uh, because that belly fat actually converts the testosterone to estrogen. And so when when a, a male patient comes to me, I measure all those hormones to uh, see exactly how things are being metabolized and balance each one of the hormones so that the estrogen is not too high or too low, the testosterone is not too high or too low. DHT, which is another metabolite, it's called dihydrotestosterone, is another metabolite of testosterone. And I measure that to make sure it's not too high or too low. And again, I balance the DHEA in men to improve their immune system, their energy, their libido, and their brain function. Dr. Abraham Morgenteller is a urologist from Harvard, and he he, he wrote the book called Testosterone for Life. He's considered in our healthy aging practice an expert on testosterone replacement. What he did is he went back to the original archives on prostate cancer, and looked at whether um, testosterone replacement increases the risk of prostate cancer. What he found were a number of surprising effects. First of all, low blood levels of testosterone 
do not protect against prostate cancer and indeed increase the risk. High blood levels of testosterone do not increase the risk of prostate cancer. Treatment with testosterone does not increase the risk of prostate cancer. Even among men who are already at high risk. In men who have metastatic prostate cancer and have been given treatment that dropped their levels of testosterone to zero, starting treatment with testosterone or stopping treatment that lowered their testosterone to zero might increase the risk of residual cancer to grow. In other words, testosterone does not cause prostate cancer, but it may stimulate the growth if a cancer does occur. What I tell my men patients is, you are more likely to develop prostate cancer if you have a low testosterone. And if you develop uh, prostate cancer, and have a low testosterone, you'll have a more aggressive form. However, if you do have prostate cancer, we avoid starting testosterone because it can increase the growth of testosterone if it's already in place. Therefore, that's why we measure the PSA, the prostate-specific antigen, very carefully and uh, uh, evaluate whether there's a possibility that prostate cancer is there. Few things that I do improve um, a woman's or a man's health more than hormone replacement. Uh, When we get back, I will discuss the major methods of hormone replacement. And certainly there are various, there's, there are a number of different methods that we can employ to administer those hormones. Um, some of my favorite are the pellet insertion, and, um, and I'll talk a little bit about that. I am a BioT practitioner and um, insert the pellets uh, which are like little rice kernels subcutaneously. This is a procedure. These hormones last about four to five months and um, keep a, present a steady state of hormone replacement as um, an option for hormone replacement. I've experienced many, many people who, whom I have replaced their uh, estrogen and testosterone in women and given them oral progesterone at night to sleep and in men, testosterone replacement. The men come back uh, with increased muscle mass, a feeling of rejuvenation. They feel like going to the gym, their workouts are better, They just have a renewed sense of uh, freshness and youngness to them. The women come back with 
a feeling of brightness, a look of brightness in their eyes. Many of my women have lost weight after they start on the hormone replacement. Um, In the coming weeks, we'll talk about adrenal and thyroid health and how I balance each one of these systems to try and um, optimize one's health. Um, Again, feeling just feeling better, sleeping better, having more of a sex drive, having younger looking skin, a just an overall feeling of well-being is um, very important. At the end of the break, we'll talk about the various methods of hormone replacement here. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Can grief be good for you? Absolutely. It gets your attention, helping you evaluate your choices and relationships. Your losses define who you are. Tune in each week for Good Grief with host Cheryl Jones. Our show features those who have made incredible transformations by grieving their losses. You'll learn how to find your courage and strength. You'll discover the important things in your life and how to let go of things that are less important. Good Grief airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health & Wellness. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Healthy Aging with Dr. Denise Bogard. To reach the program today, please call us at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to bogardhealth at gmail.com. And now, back to Healthy Aging. Good morning. Well, we'll wrap up the the discussion of hormone replacement in both menopause and andropause for men and women this morning. What I'll do is discuss the major methods of hormone replacement and give you a brief idea on how these actually work from a practice standpoint. And then I'll discuss um, in brief what I, what I explain to my patients on the risk of um, hormone replacement in breast cancer. First of all, um, you can uh, get injections, and this is usually what we see with testosterone. Uh, many of my patients come with testosterone injections. It's usually testosterone cypionate or testosterone propionate, and they're dosed anywhere from uh, once to twice a week. 
I, I'm not opposed to this administration. However, there is a synthetic component to this, the cypionate and propionate, that are suspended in oil are synthetic. The compounded creams, which are both testosterone, estrogen, and progesterone, are also an option as well as they can be suspended in gels. Both of these are compounded by compounding pharmacies. So you can have testosterone, estrogen, progesterone. You can actually have DHEA and pregnenolone also compounded. Patches, you can have patches. There are testosterone and estrogen patches available. I mentioned briefly the pellets, and again, pellets are like little rice kernels. They are implanted subcutaneously. As I mentioned, I am a bio-T provider and uh, administer pellets, uh, the bio-T pellets. I'll give you a little history of the pellets. They were actually developed in 1939 for women that had radical hysterectomies. Um, they're widely used in Europe and Australia. They're natural, non-synthetic, plant-derived. What they are is they're pressurized in, under sterile conditions and have a time release. So what happens is it's all based on cardiac output. So as a person exercises or walks or increases their activity, the testosterone and estrogen are released on a time, time release basis. They last about four to six months. There are individualized dosing on each patient I go to a dosing site and put in their information for hormone replacement and figure out their individualized dose. They're injected under the skin. And again, a steady state is, is reached. Rather than dosing up and down, um, a steady level is um, achieved through the pellet therapy. They are again they are bioidentical, they're individualized and sterile with a lot of quality control. From my own experience, I had used the transdermal creams for from 2006 until 2014 and have had the pellets inserted since then with um, with a lot of satisfaction. Also, capsules are available. I do dose my progesterone in capsules as it helps a lot in sleep. However, administering oral estrogen and testosterone is not recommended as a practice. Oral progesterone itself increases the risk of endometrial cancer and breast cancer, as well as increasing the risk of heart disease, Alzheimer's, and blood clots. 
<clears throat> so I do not recommend that estrogen be administered orally. However, again, progesterone is very safe orally. Testosterone is not recommended orally. There are also sublingual drops and trochees. Trochees are essentially a deposit of hormones that you can either put in your cheek or underneath your tongue. Also, I will mention that uh, when a male comes to see me about hormone replacement, my evaluation is whether or not they want to preserve male fertility. If they do want to preserve male fertility, my recommendations are to avoid the testosterone and to uh, use something called human chorionic gonadotropin, which increases the production of testosterone, or Clomid, uh, which increases the production of testosterone. I would encourage you to call in with any questions on hormone replacement. I would like to talk a little bit about breast cancer and hormone replacement because this is a question that a lot of my female patients ask me. I've got several books that I recommend. The first one is called Keeping a Breast, and it's by an oncologist out of um, Minnesota. His name is Dr. M-A-H-M-U-D, and it's called Keeping a Breast. Another book is What Your Doctor May Not Tell You About Breast Cancer by Dr. John Lee and Dr. David Zaba, Ph.D. Again, as I had discussed earlier, the WHI study, the World's Women's Health Initiative, was a big study in America, and it was in 2002. And this did reveal that the increase, there was an increased risk of breast cancer. However, these women received Premarin and Provera, which were the artificial synthetic hormones and not uh, the bioidentical hormones. However, when they did take out the Provera, which is the synthetic progesterone, and the women received Premarin alone, there was no increased risk of breast cancer with the Premarin. What I explain to my patients is there are other effects the equine estrogens have that are detrimental, and so I still discourage the use of Premarin. Next, we have an important study, one of the largest hormone studies with the bioidentical uh, involved 23,000 Swiss women. These women were given estradiol, and estriol, unlike the popular Premarin and Provera. There was a 28% decrease in breast cancer. Another important study involved 319 women 
at MD Anderson and Cancer Center in Houston. This was reported in the Journal of Clinical Oncology. These women had a localized breast cancer removed. Two years later, 39 of these women were started on estrogen. After six years, only one woman developed a new breast cancer. On the other hand, 14 in the controlled group, these were women who did not receive estrogen, developed new or recurrent breast cancer. In other words, some increase in the blood level of estrogen had no effect on the recurrence of breast cancer. In fact, it seemed to prevent it. Another study looked at menopausal women who had a localized breast cancer. After five years of estrogen therapy, 3.6 of the women developed new breast cancer compared with 13.5 in the women that did not take estrogen. What all these studies demonstrate is the fact that it is not the estrogen therapy in postmenopausal women that promotes breast cancer, but the estrogen produced in the breast itself and especially around the existing cancer. <clears throat> when I treat my women and my men, what I do is do everything I can to optimize their metabolism of estrogen. This includes decreasing their inflammation, keeping their blood sugar down so that I decrease their insulin resistance, encourage them to lose weight as it is the excess body fat that increases their risk. And I encourage them to decrease their alcohol. It's very clear that the use of increased, increased use of alcohol increases the risk of breast cancer. I tell my patients, if you can contain, that the recommended dose of alcohol is four ounces in women, four times a week, and in men, six ounces, four times a week. If you cannot uh, limit your use to that, then it is recommended that you actually stop your use of alcohol. Balancing the progesterone, melatonin, DHEA, and testosterone also decrease your risk of breast cancer, as well as optimizing the growth hormone, and your thyroid hormone. Again, um, and we will get into this later when I talk about thyroid hormone, but optimizing your T3, the triiodothyronine, which is what's active on the body, improves um, your metabolism and risk of breast cancer. <clears throat> um, 
I would encourage you to explore this um, on your own, but some of my recommendations, as I mentioned, are the uh, keeping a breast, what your doctor may not tell you about breast cancer. Dr. Morgan Teller talks about the testosterone for life. And then Dr. Neil Rogier has a book called How to Achieve Healthy Aging. And he does a very good job of reviewing all the different hormones and their effects on your body. Again, no practice I have done has been more rewarding than um, replacing the hormones and the sex hormones in both males and females. As I replace those, um, my patients come back with full of um, energy, vitality, and have a brightness to them and a freshness to them that they just didn't have in the past. I encourage when I take care of um, my male patients, I encourage their wives to come in. And when I take care of my female patients, I encourage their husbands to come in. And um, certainly this improves each one of their relationships. I thank you for this time. Next week we'll talk about cardiovascular disease and uh, some advanced information on this. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for joining us this week for Healthy Aging. Be sure to join your host, Dr. Denise Bogard, again next Wednesday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We'll talk again soon. 